There are a few things in life that are constant. Death, taxes, the sun rising every day. Jewel Erickson Eck improving year after year. We take a look at Erickson Eck's year cut short and how big of a loss he was in the postseason on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the week. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we evaluate the 2022-2023 season for Jewel Erickson Eck, his unbelievable way to just steadily increase his production every single year, and we'll look at what is ahead for Erickson Eck as he works his way back from that injury that cut his season short and just how big of a loss it was to not have him in the lineup. My name is Seth Topal, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, and as we let off the show with, it was another season for Jewel Erickson Eck in which he showed incremental improvements pretty much across the board. This is becoming a common theme for Jewel Erickson Eck, that every season he's in the league, he seems to add a little bit more to his ledger. Let's go back to 2020, 2021. Erickson Eck played in 56 games that season, 19 goals, 11 assists, 30 total points. That was the point in which he started to really become more of a top six or middle six player and really started to take notice for the things that he was doing on the ice. So that year, as we'll also mention, uh, 47% in the faceoff circle. He had 37 blocks. 105 hits. In 2021-2022, played in 77 games. 26 goals, 23 assists, 49 points. So an increase in all of those categories. And he ended the season with a 47.6 face-off win percentage, 44 blocks, and 138 hits. And uh, should keep a note as well, finished fourth in the Selkie voting in 2020-2021 as a 24-year-old and uh, finished seventh last year as a 25-year-old. So incremental improvements pretty much every area across the board. This season, 78 games played, which is a career high. 23 goals. Now, that's not... It, that that's the one area in which we didn't get that continued improvement. But 38 assists, 61 total points, uh, finished the season with 247 shots. Now his shooting percentage did dip a couple of percentage points, but uh, still 247 shots, third on the team. Uh, finished with a career high in average time on ice at 19 minutes. Face-off percentage, 49.4%. 55 blocks, 119 hits, 44 takeaways, 14 giveaways. And so, like we have come to expect, with the sun rising every day, 
with any other thing that you just come to expect on a yearly basis, Jewel Erickson Eck improved by and large across the board. So for Erickson Eck, here's the breakdown a little deeper into some of his statistics. From a goals perspective, he ended up with 12 power play goals. He had 11 power play assists. And so his five-on-five scoring dipped considerably this season, but who's didn't on this team? And let's keep in mind as well that over the last couple of seasons, Eric Sinek has been, by and large, a power play guy and has been tasked with centering your more defensive line uh, as opposed to a more offense-oriented line was the center for the grief line last year, which was one of the best defensive lines in the NHL. This year we saw the demise of that trio with just some, frankly, horrendous play by a couple of members on that line. And so you see Eric Zanek now shift to where he is in a top six role. He's on a more offense-oriented line, but he's still able to uh, get things done from a defensive standpoint as well. His team ranks third on the team in goals um, and third on the team in shots, first in blocks, fifth in hits. His goals against per 60 and five on five was 1.95, which is third on the team. And his expected goals for percentage uh, while on the ice of 53.1 was second on the team. In expected goals, an expected goals against of 2.31 ranked third. And so you see all of these defensive metrics that uh, that are really strong for Eric Sinek. He was third on the team in power play time on ice at 258 and a half minutes. Fourth on the team in power play points with 23. And on the penalty kill, second on the team in penalty kill time on ice. And... Just a really vital special teams performer, uh, but someone also who is more than capable of being that net front presence offensively. And it's no secret that you take Eric Sinek out of the lineup by him blocking a shot against the Pittsburgh Penguins, breaking his leg. You take him out of the lineup and it's a noticeable drop in production in both special teams units throughout the postseason against the Dallas Stars. And so Erickson X is a pretty important piece of this team, but he's certainly pulling his weight as well. It's not like he is put into a role that he's not maybe the best suited for. He's more than capable for doing the things that he has been asked to do for this team. Um, As we'll talk about, there just is a need to add some contingency plans behind him to have some sort of a backup plan in the event of injuries. But by and large, a very, very solid season all around for Jewel Erickson Eck and a guy who is, is really finding a nice balance between being a uh, stingy defensive forward and a an offensive contributor and is really, really doing it at an elite level um, here over these last few years. So 
a great season for Erickson Eck. Unfortunately, didn't get a chance to assist the team in the postseason. Tried to, but uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit as well. Tried to, but just wasn't able to, wasn't able to do it with the injury that he was dealing with. Uh, we will hand out some letter grades for Erickson Eck's season overall. And we'll take a look at what is next for Jewel Erickson Eck and what we are going to need to see from him as we move forward uh, into next year and beyond. All that coming up on today's episode of Locked on Wild. Attention active individuals. Are you tired of sacrificing comfort for style when it comes to your activewear? Introducing Bird Dogs, the game changer in athletic shorts. With their unique built-in liner, these shorts offer ultimate support and flexibility ensuring you stay comfortable during even the most intense workouts. Here's the best part. Bird Dogs are more than just workout gear. They're versatile enough to take you from the gym to the street without skipping a beat. Designed with pockets that actually work, Bird Dogs give you ample space to store your essentials when you're on the move. And guess what? No more chafing or discomfort. Bird Dogs are made with premium breathable fabric that keeps you cool and dry throughout your activities. Whether you're hitting the trail, crushing it at the gym, or simply lounging around the house, Bird Dogs are the shorts you've been searching for. Don't settle for ordinary shorts. Upgrade to Bird Dogs and experience a whole new level of performance and comfort. Best of all, when you head to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL and use the promo code LockedOnNHL, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. If you are listening to Lockdown Wild for the first time today, we welcome you in and hope that you stick around throughout the rest of the offseason into next season as well. If you're an everydayer that tunes in every single day of the week and has made Lockdown Wild part of your daily routine, we welcome you back. Letter grades for Jewel Erickson Eck for the 2022-2023 season. Let's start on the offensive end. And for Erickson Eck, I'm going to go with, I think I'm going to go with the common theme as to what we've seen from um, Kaprizov, what we've seen from Boldy uh, so far here this season. I'm going to go with an A- minus for Erickson Eck for offense. Uh, had a, a ton of assists this year, shattered his previous best uh, in terms of assists. But as with centers, uh, another critical component to being a center both on offense and defense is faceoff wins. Now, it faceoff wins are something that we as fans of the Minnesota Wilds have seen maybe isn't super um, it isn't the end-all, be-all in terms of winning games in, say, the regular season, but it's sure important in the postseason. And so for Erickson Eck to shatter his previous career best for a season and face off win percentage by almost two percentage points is, is a very impressive number for him, just adding to what has been a, a really impressive last few seasons for Jewel Erickson Eck. And it's interesting because you look at a guy like, say, Miko Koivu, who we've been very vocal on this show, that Koivu was more of a, you know, second-line center on uh, on a really good team as opposed to being the number one guy. I don't think there were ever those expectations on Erickson Eck that he was going to be a number one guy and could be because, 
I think you look at defensively what Erickson Eck is able to do uh, compared to what Miko Koivu did throughout his career. And I think Erickson Eck lines up in a bunch of different ways um, as a comparison. And so he being able to add to his his offensive arsenal over these last few years, it it is really promising as to what he's going to be able to do throughout the duration of that bargain contract that Bill Guerin signed him to um, a couple of seasons ago. Defensively for Erickson Eck, we're going to give him, I'm going to go with a B, and here's why. Erickson Eck is a Selkie Trophy perennial defensive center, and one of the more physical and just pain to play against forwards in the NHL. But this season, he kind of got stuck, at least early on in the year, because of the just absolute insistence to keep going back to the grief line, even though it wasn't working in nearly the same mode uh, that it was previously. Uh, Those defensive numbers took a hit because it took a while for him to kind of dislodge from those two guys. And... I don't think it's any coincidence that you look at now one of his new line mates, Matt Boldy, and those guys both had really good defensive metrics because of how they played down the stretch. And so I'm going to acknowledge that a lot of what happened early on in the season with Erickson Eck and the fact that that grief line just would continually get I think they had one stretch where they were a minus five collectively and then a minus three the next game. And then at that point, it was like, well, we can't keep going to this. And so not all of that is his fault. But if you're part of a group project and the group project goes poorly, you're not you're going to still be graded accordingly. Did he pick it up at the end of the season? Yes. Did helping get rid of Marcus Foligno and Jordan Greenway, especially, off of that line help? Yes. But did that early part of the season happen in which that line just was not as effective, even remotely as effective, uh, as it was last year and even the year previous? All of these are true. And so I'm going B for Eric Sinek for his defense in 5-on-5 in particular. It just... It's something that I think now that we've seen him play without those two in Felino and Greenway, we know that he's capable of getting back to that same type of defensive player he was. It's just that combination did not work this year. And uh, so that's going to bring his grade down a little bit. Now, special teams. Penalty kill maybe the most important outside of Jonas Brodeen and Jared Spurgeon, maybe the most important on the penalty kill side. Uh, winning faceoffs and also just playing just his defensive presence in general, and the fact that he is the go-to net got net front guy on the power play. We're gonna give Erickson Eck. I'm gonna give him an A minus for special teams, um, because you may not have a player on this roster that is more important to both groups than Jewel Erickson Eck. And the penalty kill during the regular season was better 
the power play during the regular season was also better this year. That can't be refuted. It's just statistically, that's true. And without him in the postseason, those groups just struggled mightily um, throughout uh, throughout the course of that series against the Dallas Stars. Erickson Eck does, however, get a... I think we have to go incomplete for the postseason. Erickson Eck did try, and honestly, the fact that he even attempted to come back from a broken leg and play is impressive in and of itself. He ended up only being able to uh, to play in 19 seconds, but maybe then kind of outside the box, maybe you give him an A because it forced Dean Evason to make adjustments on the fly during that game because Erickson Eck left them a man short. So maybe you give him an A because in the one game that he tried to play, it didn't work and Dean had to spend the rest of the game trying to adjust. So maybe you kind of go outside the box there. If you go incomplete, that also is fine. And so I think weighing all of those, and from what we saw from Eric Sinek this season, I think you got to go with an A for the overall grade. He's just a hugely important player for this team. And the point that we're continuing to try to sell is that he just continues to get better. He continues to, as he moves through his middle 20s, he continues to just put together really solid seasons. And he is an integral part. It's easy to see why he was made to be uh, part of the core going forward with the full acknowledgement that he's not like the number one go-to center. He's a really good, really good second line center or depending on how deep the team is. I mean, we saw it last year. He was on the third line. And I know they downplay it to, well, we don't have numbers for these lines because they all play um, they all play equally. He was the third center last year. That's how deep the Wild were uh, last season. Now, didn't get them anywhere. But he's a really good not-top guy on this team, which is why he's a part of their future plans for sure. And so overall body of work for Erickson Eck, I'm going with an A. I, I think he had a great season um, and would probably have made a difference in the Dallas series. I don't know if that would have been enough to ultimately win the Wild the series with how they played as a team in several of those games, but he would definitely have made an impact. So that's got to be factored in as well. Now, what do we need to see from Erickson Eck next season and beyond, and where does he stand from a contract perspective as well? We'll take a look at all of those factors as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. 
Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, the next eval that we'll be getting to on tomorrow's show is Marcus Johansson, the uh, missing piece for that second line in his uh, return to the Minnesota Wild lineup. We'll talk about Johansson, how he did in his uh, abbreviated season with the Wild, and what we need to see from him going forward as well. Jewel Erickson Eck, from a contract perspective, his, uh, his deal is quite the bargain. He's locked in at $5.25 million through 2028-2029. And he is a UFA after that season. Here's the other thing, too. That number's not going to go up. And so you have your second-line center at the age of 26 locked in for $5.25 million, regardless of what he does in what is usually the peak of particular players' careers. And so over the next three, four years... If his numbers go up into the 30-goal plateau beyond that, if he becomes like a 60- to 70-point player per year, you got that for $5.2 million per season. So it's just it's an amazing bargain for a guy who is as important on both sides of the puck as Eric Zinek is for this Minnesota Wild team. And so there's not a lot that needs to happen for Erickson Eck in terms of like, what do we, we, we've seen a lot of what he offers on both sides of the puck. And so we just need to see more of it. Uh, we need to see, for instance, the Boldy Erickson Eck Johansson combo. That was just a sensational pairing down the stretch last season. Even if they're 75, 80% of that this year, that's a really, really good second line that's going to help this team out tremendously. And so for Erickson Eck, can he continue to be that defensive presence while also being relied upon more on offense and not being a, quote, one-trick pony on a third line for this team? Can he be relied upon for an elevated role uh, in this offense. And just to further elaborate on a big point that was made painfully obvious with Erickson Eck getting hurt and missing the series against the Dallas Stars is what do the Wild do for a contingency plan in the event that that happens again? Erickson Eck's a very durable player, and so your concern level about injuries here and there is minimal, but you have to have a better plan for how to handle a potential loss in the lineup than trotting Sam Steele out there to fill that spot or elevating Marcus Foligno in the lineup to fill that spot. You have to have a better plan of attack for contingencies to, uh, to try to help maximize some of this roster. And yes, some of that is not 
as easy to do, removing your number one power play, number one penalty kill guy in terms of importance. You're not going to really be able to fill that role with just one player, but it ain't Sam Steele or whoever else. So for Jewel Erickson Eck, the objective for him is to just find a way to continue to up the ante for what he brings. And now statistically, these would be what this would be what if Erickson Eck continues to do this, this would be what a a potential upgrade for him would be this season in terms of numbers. So you go from say 23 goals, maybe you hit 30 goals this season. 61 points. Maybe you get to 70 points this season. Um, face-off wins. Maybe we see Erickson Eck finally get to above 50% for face-off, uh, face-off wins throughout the course of the season. He was certainly trending that way. 49.4. It's He's close. He's as close as really anybody on this team is in that, uh, in that department. So... All of a sudden, you're looking at a guy who provides you Selkie-level defense, could be a 30-goal guy, and maybe a 70-75-point a 70, player, which is, again, just insane value for what he is making as a member of the Minnesota Wild. And I think the thing as well, maybe, maybe this is the one area, is we're just trying to find something to... Um, to point to that Eric Sinek can improve upon. Uh, and I think having Marcus Johansson and Matt Boldy as his line mates full-time will help is just some balance in terms of um, five-on-five scoring and power play scoring. Power play scoring is great, but two years ago when he had 26 goals, he had 14 even strength and 12 on the power play. This last year had nine even strength and 12 on the power play. So maybe he evens it out to where he's around 15 for each category. That um, that would be the makings of a, a really good, just a really good all-around season for him. And assists, I would rather he be one of the guys getting deflections in front of the net. So maybe not going to have a ton of assists on the power play, but... Um, all in all, like as you can as you can see, we're grasping at straws here, trying to find something, because there isn't a whole lot that we haven't already seen from the body of work of Jewel Erickson Eck, and just love that he's a member of this team. Love how many players are so vocal about how uncomfortable it is to play against him. You want somebody that is just that bulldog out there on the ice and is going to be just a complete nuisance and and physical too. He brings the entire package, which is why I think it's so great that Matt Boldy is seeming to start to pick some of that up from him because you get all of a sudden two guys that are like that because Boldy has the 30-goal potential. Boldy's got the 30-goal season now. If he can add some defensive grit some more defensive grit, as we talked about yesterday, the everydayers that uh, tune in every day will know. Um, if Boldy can add a little more grit to his game, and if Eric Sinek can continue to just improve on offense as he has, you all of a sudden have two 30-goal guys that are just 
just not fun to play against at all. And sign me up for that every day of the week. That will do it for today's episode of Locked on Wilds. So again, thank you to everybody that tunes in each and every day of the week. If this is your first time listening to Locked on Wild, thank you for finding the show and tuning in. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music. You can also find us now on SiriusXM. So whichever one you tune into, make sure you follow along. For the everydayers who tune in every single day of the week and have made Lockdown Wild part of their daily routine, thanks for tuning in, and we will catch you again tomorrow. Either way, you can find new episodes of Lockdown Wild every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.